My name is Glenn Rubenstein. This is Podcast Advertising. This episode is a podcast advertising case study. It's about DesignCrowd and the success they've had sponsoring podcasts. It's also an example of the longer-term or long-tail results that can be achieved with podcast ads. As the founder of a podcast advertising agency, as someone who's worked on hundreds of campaigns, I can tell you that most podcast sponsorships prioritize short-term results. As sponsors grow in this space, however, they start to recognize the incredible value of the long tail. So what does long tail mean? Beyond the immediate results, a single podcast sponsorship can continue to generate new business for weeks or even months after its release. Most podcasts get the majority of their listens in the first week. Podcast advertising rates are often based on downloads and streams in the first 30 days. But when you look beyond that, it's easy to see the huge value-added bonus for podcast sponsors. This additional ROI can be due to a few different scenarios. Maybe a listener hears an older episode and the ad at a later date, or perhaps listeners recall the podcast sponsor when a relevant need arises. I recently spoke with Kevin Bradford, Content Marketing Manager at DesignCrowd. Now, DesignCrowd is a crowdsourced graphic design platform. It's primarily aimed at businesses and entrepreneurs. This interview is about the power of the long tail, which is now a key part of DesignCrowd's podcast advertising strategy. Before we get started, a few disclaimers. Number one, as with all case studies, DesignCrowd's experience is unique and your results may vary. Number two, Our podcast advertising agency, Adopter Media, has done business with DesignCrowd on some of their podcast ad campaigns. So without further ado, here's our conversation. So Kevin, thanks for joining me. To start with, for those who don't know, what is DesignCrowd? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Glenn. DesignCrowd is an online website that allows customers, small businesses, entrepreneurs to outsource or crowdsource custom logo web and and graphic design from from designers all around the world so if you're a a small business and you need a new logo um, you can submit a brief to design crowd we will send that brief out to our community of 550,000 designers uh, and within days you'll have a whole selection of of logos and designs that you can choose from Um, any project receives between 60 and 100 different designs and you select the best one and uh, and put that forward um, for payment for, for the designer. You get the logo uh, and the designer gets paid wherever they are in the world. So how big a part of the overall design crowd marketing is podcast advertising? Podcast advertising is uh, a relatively new part of our, our marketing campaign. Uh, we've been doing it just coming up to a year now. And it's been a, a massive learning curve for, for us, um, but it's become uh, an important part of our whole marketing strategy. Um, and obviously, one of the key things is, is making sure it incorporates into a lot of the other things you do. So whether that's email campaigns or um, other social media advertising, it all has to work together to, to obviously get your message across, um, engage the right audience and, and reach uh, as many people as, as possible. So you mentioned the learning curve. What do you feel that you've learned from your first year doing podcast <laughs> advertising campaigns? A huge amount, a huge amount. It was almost an accidental channel uh, that we came across it. We spent on podcasts maybe in 2015 and the initial results of that spend, and we're talking within the week, first week, first month, 
wasn't great. We saw a couple of sales, but we thought, well, for the spend, it hasn't been uh, through the roof. We didn't think it was going to move the needle in terms of the number of sales and, and the amount of revenue it's going to bring in. We then continued to sort of move on with our other advertising channels um, and marketing elements that we do. And we, we saw that some of these podcasts that we featured on kept appearing in our post-purchase survey uh, that we ask our customers where they heard about us um, in the Google Analytics that we go through, um, the touch points on our website. We saw that there was still traffic going through to these these partner pages that would set up the landing pages for the, the podcasts. And so when we drilled down on that, um, we noticed that from from the initial spend to, to the total sales maybe six months later, it had become a really profitable channel. And it really sort of that's when the light bulb sort of switched on and we thought we could definitely drill down into this uh, and look at analyzing the tail of that spend that we we have on certain podcasts and then sourcing sourcing podcasts that we need to to be part of and and work with so it did prove to be cost effective it just took a while for it to really kick in yeah absolutely it was it was that sort of 6 months it was almost as if we'd we'd forgotten about it uh we made that spend we'd we thought okay um, that didn't work. Let's move on. Let's let's look at other avenues. So from seeing that keep emerging in our in our data, uh, we then basically spec'd out uh, what we thought that tail would look like per spend, and and then what it would look like if we spent X amount on on certain shows, and that kind of drove the the desire, I guess, to to find out more about the industry and and not be as reliant on immediate sales for immediate spend let it let it sort of live a little bit breathe as it were and and see what over over time that evergreen content was going to bring in for us long tail results are something that i hear about from many many podcast advertisers in your case do you think it's that people didn't have the immediate need for design crowd so when it came up when that need arose that you were their destination based on the podcast or what do you really credit for that long uh, tale of trickling in results? There's probably a couple of elements to it. One, that the product isn't something that you'd necessarily go straight to a website and purchase. If you've got a business need and a design need, then then maybe that's the case. But in terms of needing a design product, it's one of those things that you may need in future. So once you know about the brand from listening to the podcast, um, it may be a few days, weeks before you actually come to to purchase a product that, that you need so there there's one reason why there may be that tail or that slight delay but also podcasts from our experience just get bigger over time that the content is evergreen and so just because the podcast goes out on the monday doesn't mean people are going to be listening to it in that seven day period even in that necessarily in that month a lot of podcasters do a lot of good work in terms of putting those podcasts on their website and getting some seo value so when people are searching for how they're going to build their business or looking for tips and hints on how to to grow their their entrepreneurial idea these podcasts pop up and and maybe six months later someone's listening to that not in necessarily the sequence that it was uploaded they're just listening to it for that hit of information and if we're part of that discussion uh, as an advertiser then then they're going to look to come to our site and and use our product and how many podcasts are you currently sponsoring now in 2017 we are probably down to a, a streamline of maybe 10 podcasts that we're working with. Probably in total, we've worked with maybe 30, 40 different podcasts. 
um, for various amounts of time. And that's obviously a key thing. You've got to test the show. There's nothing on paper you can look at that says that podcast is going to work for me. It can tick all the boxes on paper. And then for some reason, it just won't resonate. And so you have to, from our experience, get on the podcasts, make the spend, um, do as much as you can to get the read right, to get the website looking right for the, the visitors that are coming to the page, um, ensure the the offer is there for people to take up and just uh, test, test, test. And so once you know which podcasts are working best for you, we kind of have rolled back to, to our core podcast group that we know is successful and from that try and add in new ones that we think are in the same kind of ballpark. What types of podcasts have been the most successful for you? <laughs> well, it's interesting because we obviously started out with the with the idea that entrepreneur, startup, small business podcasts were going to be the thing. They're going to be listened to by the people who need design products or design assets and people who uh, looking out for a new idea, a new way to to push their business and grow their their business, uh, and we thought that was going to be the absolute sweet spot. And and some of those podcasts have worked well for us, uh, and we continue to work with them. Others have been more along the lines of self improvement, motivational podcasts, uh, podcasts that talk more about lifestyle and, and how to make the most of what you're doing in in business and in life in general. And it seems like a lot of people who listen to those podcasts have an entrepreneurial way about them and probably wouldn't term themselves entrepreneurs. But we see a lot of things like uh, fitness instructors getting logos and uh, bakers uh, and home cooks and people who really have their own brand that they want to improve um, and wouldn't necessarily think of it as a business, more just of a bit of branding. And, and they use us for their logos and, and leaflets, flyers and everything else that they need. Has there been any genre of podcast that has been a surprise success for you? In terms of uh, surprise success, it's probably um, the the uh, motivational podcasts. Uh, we did we just because it's more lifestyle based, and you, when you listen to some of those podcasts, that the stories are, are quite emotive. Um, people have been through some hard times, and they really want to inspire uh, the listeners to to make the most of what they're doing in their own lives and and find a way to. Um, find bigger and better ways to to live their life and and we didn't think that necessarily was going to be an area that that people were going to uh, need need design and and logos and, and websites and and graphic design and and it's proved really successful and it has been somewhat of a surprise that that that's the audience that particularly um resonates that's really interesting. I mean, just the idea that you started in one genre thinking that was going to be the one, and then this adjacent genre is the one that's really delivered for you. Um, how do you measure success? Has it strictly been the use of offer codes and URLs? Oh, the finding a way to, to measure the success of podcasts is one of the biggest obstacles, I guess, that we've had to, to overcome because it's not as simple as tracking the traffic that comes through on on analytics it's not as simple as as just looking at who's used a discount code because you can set up a landing page but if people 
don't come to that landing page and they just come to the website, you might lose them. Then they don't use the discount code. And the podcast has ultimately been successful in driving people to the site. But you've you've kind of missed it from those sort of traditional ways of, of just tracking online traffic. So one of the biggest things is ensuring that we've got um, a post-purchase survey where we ask our customers, where did they hear from us or hear about us? And that has delivered uh, a lot of results in terms of clarity around which podcasts people are listening to, uh, where they came in from, and um, how that how that relates to the number of discount codes that are being used. So we can look at if customers have used a discount code. Uh, and from all that, we can compare customers that say they've heard of us from a podcast um, with with their, their project, for example, and see have they actually used that discount code? Did they visit the, the landing page at any point? And sometimes you, you realize that they haven't. Um, use that discount code uh, and they've just jumped straight in and used our website without going to the landing page and it means that we would have missed those if we'd just been looking at say google analytics data um, so it's a real mix of of ways to to understand just exactly how engaging those those adverts are there are obviously some leading indicators initially the first day after a podcast goes out you do want to see some clicks to that landing page um, you do within the first week want to see a reference to some customer registrations in the Google Analytics, but just going off that isn't giving you the the whole understanding of of how well the advert might well be doing. No, and that's really interesting. I, I love that you point out doing the follow up survey uh, to figure out where people are coming from because yeah, not everyone uses an offer code or a URL. It's just the reality. Some people forget or they just uh, don't bother to. What have you seen in additional benefits, sort of a brand halo that podcast advertising has given you? Do you think, aside from just the uh, offer codes and URLs and the post sign-up surveys, have you seen sort of an overall brand lift and people are talking more about Design Crowd because they learned about it on podcast advertising and then passed along the recommendation? That's probably even more difficult to to track in terms of having some tangible numbers on it. But what we do feel is being part of the discussion is certainly going to be beneficial for us where we're on the podcast that not only do we feel a startup and entrepreneur leaders are, are listening to, uh, which helps us become part of the discussion. We're also on those, those podcasts with, with influencers and obviously influencer marketing is, is becoming quite a big thing. And although it's, it's paid for advertising, having some of these shows hosts talk about design crowd often in a really personal and genuine way because they have used our product and they have used the service and got a design result at the end of it really helps explain the process, the product and what the benefit is of using design crowd, which really helps customers and listeners understand what we're doing. Uh, and obviously moving forward, hopefully come back to us regularly. And as you say, talk to other people about using the service and using Design Crowd as a, as a referral. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, what's your criteria now for selecting new podcasts that you're going to sponsor and do tests on? Well, initially, we, we started out with a lot of hands-on outreach. Obviously, companies like yourself, Adopter, have, have a, a pool of podcasts that companies can come to and, and you can hook people up with, with those podcasts you feel sit in the right sort of bracket because obviously you understand the, the audience and the market. But a key thing for us was 
to actually reach out to hundreds of podcasts ourselves um, and get a feel initially for what they were offering. Do they do advertising, who their audience are? Um, and from that, we started to get a real good understanding of what the market looked like, uh, what the demographic was for for certain podcasts in certain areas. Um, and so now we have a real good understanding of uh, where we think our sweet spots are. Uh, and we, in in terms of assessment, it's, it's simply what do our best podcasts look like and, and what's the lookalike uh, equivalent. So in terms of audience size, but also the presenter's social presence, how much of a profile do they have, what, who are the topics, if you're working through podcasts in a certain area uh, and with a certain topic, you'll often find guests do the circuit. Um, so are the same guests on the same shows? If they are, then they must understand the audience is the same. Um, and and so that's obviously another another tick in, in the matrix that helps us understand is it the right podcast to, to work with moving forward. Um, and just, you know, listen to the podcast. And once you do listen to the podcast, you get a feel for, is this similar to what's working for us? Um, and if it is, uh, the key thing is just to outreach to them, um, make an introduction. And, and when you do that, make sure you understand the podcast and and can uh, can have a real good discussion about how your product and uh, service can, can benefit their, their listeners. And what types of podcast advertising opportunities are you, are you looking for currently? Is there something that you think about and it's like, oh man, if we could just find the right show that was in this sweet spot, you know, it's, it's a sure thing. Uh, I wouldn't ever say a sure thing. Uh, <laughs> that interest we've, we've looked at podcasts that we've gone. That's, that's absolutely the right sort of podcast for us. And, um, few have, have actually, been complete duds we've always seen a bit of life in in the yeah. ones that we've worked with but obviously varying degrees of success so nothing surefire but um i think there are some that you get a really good feel for within the first couple of days um and you can you can feel that there the read was really good um and the traffic's coming through that uh, as expected and in terms of what we're looking for, we always discuss whether the podcast is going to use a pre-roll or a mid-roll or a post-roll, um, whether there are show notes, uh, whether our link's going to be incorporated into any sort of email campaign or into the, the notes below the podcast, uh, how often they're going to run those ads, um, how much direction they need in terms of the read. Do they want to run a project on our site? Um, can they work off show notes and anecdotal stuff that we can send them? And how the whole sort of package looks in terms of what the show is going to sound like and what they're going to do to promote the brand in, in, the, in other areas of their, their product. There you have it. A podcast advertising case study with Kevin Bradford from Design Crowd. If you're a podcast seeking sponsors, here's something else to keep in mind. The graphics that you use are what forms everyone's first impression of both you and your content. There's no excuse for bad podcast cover art. If you're looking to give yours a makeover, I highly recommend Design Crowd. They're not the sponsor of this episode, and there's no special offer code or URL involved. I personally endorse Design Crowd and urge everyone to check them out at designcrowd.com. And that was just part one of my conversation with Kevin. In a few weeks, I'll post part two. The second half of our conversation 
focuses on advice for new podcast advertisers. I'm Glenn Rubenstein of Adopter Media. You can reach me at glenn at adopter.media. I welcome all feedback and requests. This is Podcast Advertising.